Good morning. Hallelujah. Welcome to Calvary. Amen. Let's stand and worship the Lord. Amen.
Aren't you thankful for what he did for you on the cross? Amen. Thankful for healing us, saving us, and bringing us out. Amen. Hallelujah.
the Lord. Give the Lord praise. Amen. If you believe he's better, bigger, stronger, give him honor and praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You can be seated if you can in the house of God. There is no mountain too high. There is no two valley. That valley is too low that God cannot bring us through it. Amen. No giant that we face in this life that God cannot take down. Praise the Lord. We want to welcome you here this morning at Calvary, and if you're here for the first time, thank you for being here. Uh, we'd love you to also fill out a connection card. If you haven't done so, they're right out in the front foyer there. We would just like to get your name and address so that we can keep in touch with you to let you know all the great things that are happening at Calvary. And uh, we want to take the time, too. Pastor wants us to thank all of the men and even Sister Sue that came over and worked yesterday. If you walked into the front entrance of the church, you just should have seen the roof. It looks beautiful. They pressure washed, cleaned, put lights up. It looks beautiful out there. And we just want to say thank you for your service. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you. The ladies also will be having today, uh, I believe it starts this evening, uh, for the ladies that don't know about this yet. There is a ladies' Bible study. It is uh, uh, The Battlefield of the Mind, the book that Joyce Meyer had written, a uh, very good book. How many knows there is a battle for your mind today? Amen? But God's greater. Amen. And he can take you through that battle. And so we would encourage you, if you've been stressed, if you've been faced with anxiety, if you've been faced with fear, there's been just a lot of troubles. Now, that's my body here, right? I mean, it's a battle, but God's greater, and this would be a great thing for the ladies to come out to and be a part of. Uh, I also want to take a, just, a, just a moment to uh, my, bar, my lovely bride over here. I know she, she's going to be like, oh, no, you didn't just do this. But today is her birthday. And I want to say happy birthday. You're just as beautiful today as you were the day I met you. 
Oh, right? Amen. I do love my bride, and I thank God for her. She's beautiful and inside and out. All right, let me move forward here. Men, listen, now I heard, uh, actually I seen too on a, a little Facebook that Pastor even po posted on uh, a text to me as well. We got some work to do. You know, the ladies had this out in here at the church, and it was pretty packed out. So we men have got to get together, right? We got to come together, and we're going to do a men's fall fellowship. A men's fall fellowship. We're going to have some devotions. There's going to be food, amen, and we're going to have some grilling out. We're going to uh, play some cornhole, so men, if you have extra cornhole boards you'd like to bring, and bring a lawn chair, bring a guest with you, and uh, bring an extra chair for that guest, we're going to have it right out here in the yard of the church. There's going to be some fun. There's going to be some laughter and just good times together, and men needs that today, don't we? Uh, we need that, and we also need to be praying. Uh, I really believe the Scripture says, the Bible says that the prayer of a righteous man avails much. And as us men come together, there's a lots for us men to be praying for. Our nation, our homes, our families, the church, our pastor, there's so much to be praying for, and we need to come together for that. And one exciting thing that I want to mention is that next, say next Sunday, okay, that's going to be on the uh, October uh, the 3rd, right? It's going to be Pastor's Appreciation Day. How many love you, Pastor? Give him a hand. Now, that love can be, you know, there's a hymn, it's called Showers of Blessings. Everybody heard that one? Showers of blessings. So I want you to shower them with blessings. Bring cards and just shower them with a lot of blessings in that card. Amen. Just because if you love your pastors, and we do love both of them, they've been great servants of God. They have a heart for God. They have a heart for this church. They have a heart for this community. And they have a heart for the upcoming revival that's coming. Amen. And so let's show up with lots of food. So you can bring, shower us with a lot of your covered dishes and, and desserts and all this good stuff. And bring it. And let's all come together and have a great time just letting our pastor and his wife know how much we truly appreciate their service to this church. They are servants of God. I love them. I know you do. And uh, I'm going to have a prayer there's lots to be prayed for, church, more than ever before, before we turn the service over to our pastor this morning. Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. We've been singing, Lord, how bigger, better, stronger you are than any enemy that is out there. The Word of God says greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. And Lord, I just want to pause for a moment, and I just want to think about all the first responders I want to think about all the doctors and the nurses and healthcare workers, God, who are on the front line, the battle, Lord, that they're on right now against this pandemic. And, Lord, not just the pandemic, but other issues that come in behind that. Lord, they're stressed. They're weary. They're tired. 
And Father, I pray that you would just bring down your supernatural strength to them, Lord. I ask that you would bring down a hedge of protection, God, against any disease that may try to come their way. And Father, I pray that you would just bring blessing as they are there for our well-being. They are there for our protection. And Lord, for every first responder, for every nurse and healthcare worker, we lift up prayers for them, and we ask that you would bring mighty blessings upon them. And Father, that you would just encourage them, and when they get discouraged, Lord, let them know that this is a type of service unto you. For you said, what, whatever we do to the least of these, Lord, we do unto you. So, Father, let them know, God, that when they are treating those, they are exactly treating you as well. And now as our pastor comes, God, we just pray that you would enable, empower, Lord, him this morning as he brings, Lord, the word of God. Let it become with anointing and power and demonstration and manifestation of the Holy Spirit in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. We love our pastor. Give him a hand as he comes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many of you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Well, you guys look good this morning. Look good this morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. And how many of you ready to get into the Word of God this morning? How many of you ready to get into the Word of God? Uh, we're going to talk about this morning... Lifting your head high, lifting our heads high. You know, we got so much, um, so much going on in our world today uh, that every time we turn around, there is something bad that's happening. And uh, as Christians, uh, we should be uh, lifting our heads high, because the Bible said that the uh, the redemption. Uh, of God's people is nigh at hand. And so this morning I want to talk about just for a few minutes about lifting our heads high. There is a scripture in first, I believe it's first Chronicles chapter 12 and uh, verse uh, 32. It said, the, men's, the men of Iskar knew uh, the times that they were living in. Uh, if you don't know the times that you're living in, how do you know how to, how to live, uh, what to do if you don't understand those, uh, those times? Uh, this morning, we're going to talk about uh, how God takes his people in the midst of everything that's going on and how God uses them. We're going to talk about how uh, what God is doing in the time that we're living in now. And uh, if you study the book of Revelations, if you look in the book of Daniel, even the apostle Paul had writings about the end time, about what's going on now in our world. So we want to look at that uh, just for a little bit today and see how all that fits together. Uh, so I'm going to give you a couple things that I believe if you study Revelations, uh, if you study the book of Daniel, um, even some in the book of Ezekiel, uh, even some of the writings of, uh, of uh, even the Old Testament, 
you'll come up with, I believe, if you study all of that, you'll come up with two things um, every time that you look and study uh, those scriptures, you'll come up with two things. And the first one is the danger of Christians falling away. The dangers of Christians falling away. Let's read the first scripture in Matthew chapter 24, verse 12 and verse 13. Let's read it all together. Because the increase of wickedness, the love of most will do what? Will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Will be saved. The second one is is the opportunity of non-Christians getting saved in the end time. Let's read Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. And the gospel, say the gospel, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to the nations, and then what? Let's say that again, and then what? And then the end will come. Let's look at the very first one again. The dangers of Christians falling away at the end time. Let's read that scripture again. Because of the increase of wickedness. How many of you believe that there is an increase of wickedness going on in our world today? The love of most will do what? Will grow cold. The love of most. How do you grow cold if you were never hot? The Bible says the love of most Christians will grow cold in the last days. Wow. Wow. People that have walked with God for years, the Bible says that they're going to grow cold and indifferent in the last days. But the one who stands, what? Stands firm to the end is what? Is going to be saved. Now, what is it? And I want to just slow down a little bit this morning. I want to... I want to teach this because I want to give you three things of the reason that people grow cold in the last days. The first one is distractions. Distractions are going to take over people's life at the end time uh, like never before. We came in this pandemic. People were home more. Uh, I I believe people are started watching things and listening to things that they shouldn't have been watching, that maybe they shouldn't have been listening to. Up on top of that, the distractions of negativity during this time. The Bible says that in the last days that these distractions, that people are going to become an idol In their walk with the Lord. The Bible even says that there will be in the end time. Lovers of money. 
more than lovers of God. So in the last days, there are going to be times of great prosperity. And people are going to get distracted by their jobs and making a lot of money more than their love and their affection for Christ. So the love of many are going to grow cold, and one of them are going to be distractions. The second one, I believe, is depletion. With everything going on, it's draining the life out of people. Can you say amen? But we are not refueling ourselves. The devil's taking advantage of it, and the enemy wants you depleted. Any soldier without his armor on is a dead soldier. And the enemy wants you depleted. That's why it's very important that you stay in the house of God. That's why it's very important that you read your Bible and pray on a daily basis. That's why it's very important that you listen to worship. Because the world is going to do everything it can to deplete us in the last days. So the first one is distractions. The second one is, I believe, depletion. And the third one is, say with me, discouragement. With everything that's going on in our world today, with our newscast, and the way people are talking and discussing things, and the trials and temptations and things that are coming in our lives. We are getting to be a people that are very uh, discouraged. And in the last days, the devil would have it no any different than for you and I to get discouraged along our pathway of serving God. So three different things, distractions, uh, depletion, and what's the last one? Discouragement. Luke chapter 21, verse 25 and 26 puts it like this. Let's read it together. There'll be signs in the sun and moon and stars and on the earth. There will be distress and anguish among nations in perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea and waves. Does that sound like our nation? Does that sound like our world? People fainting from fear and the expectation of dreadful things coming upon the world. For the very powers of the heavens will be what? Will be shaken. Uh, let's read this in the message. I don't know if we have this in the message Bible, but I want to read it. It will seem like all hell has broken loose under the sun, the moon, the stars, the earth, and the sea. And an uproar in every place in the world, there will be panic. The wind knocked out of them all by the threat of doom, the powers that will be, it's going to be quaking and shaking. So it's, by reading these passages of scripture, can you see where men and women are going to be very discouraged? In the last days, listen to Luke chapter 21 and verse 28. When these things begin to take place, stand 
when these things begin to take place, stand up and what? Lift up what? Lift up your heads because you're what? Redemption is drawing what? It's drawing near. These signs are telling you and I that our redemption, the coming of the Lord, is drawing what? It's drawing, it's drawing near. So I wanna, I'm gonna give you three things this morning that I think there is a reason through all the chaos that's going on in the last days. I'm gonna give you three things that I believe that gives you and I a hope to lift up our heads. And the first one is, we are going to heaven. Let me say that again. We are going to heaven. And it's going to be soon and very soon. So through all of this distraction and depletion and, and discouragement, I can lift up my head. Because how many of you can sense the coming of the Lord is very near? How many of you are ready to go to heaven? I mean, how many of you are ready to, to go to heaven? You got your bags packed and you're ready to go. That's encouraging this morning. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13 and 14. This old world is not my home. I'm just a passing through, the old hymn say, says. For there is no lasting city on this earth, but we seek a city that is to come. Hebrews chapter 13, 14. But our citizenship is in heaven. From it we await the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 3, 20. I want to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 and 18. This morning we got a lot of scripture, but I believe it speaks to us. Let's read this together. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in what? Death. So that you, excuse me, I, I can't see that real good. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. So that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no what? Well, have no hope. But we believe that Jesus died and he what? rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen what? We've fallen asleep. According to the Lord's what? Word. We tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not proceed. Those who have what? Fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a shout and command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, the rapture of the church. And the dead in Christ will rise what? First. And after that, we who are still alive and left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord Let's say it together. Forever. Verse 18. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. That's why it's so important to be together. Because we are living 
in the last days. And he says, what are we to do with all these words we just read? We're to encourage one another. But the rapture of the church is about to take place. And, and, and we're about to go home to see our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For this world is not my home. I am just what? I'm just passing through. My treasures are not laid up what? Down here. All this stuff is just going to burn up. But i got to keep my eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. I wrote down, heaven is better than the hot light sign on the Krispy Kreme store. <laughs> Revelations chapter 21 and verse 4 through 5, I want us to read this. He will wipe every tear from their, from their eyes. All of us have someone here in our family that has passed away. Or we may be uh, laying in bed at night worrying and fretting over some things in our life. And we cry ourselves to sleep. But church, can I, can I encourage you? That the Lord Jesus is coming. And he's going to wipe every tear from our eyes. And then there's going to be no more death. There's going to be no more mourning. There's going to be no more crying. And there's going to be no more what? Pain. For the older things have what? They've passed away. He who was seated on the throne. That's Jesus said. I... And making everything, I'm making everything, Sister Betty, I'm making it new. And then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Yes, the clouds are dark, and the winds is blowing, and the rivers are, are high. But lift up your head. Jesus is about to return, and we're about to go to heaven. That's, that's good news this morning. Why did, why did Jesus never encourage his disciples about a better now, but he had always encouraged them about a better place? Jesus never told them that they were going to have a better life now. But he did always encourage them that there was going to be a better place. And I want to encourage you this morning. It might not and it get better here on earth now. But I want to encourage you that we're going to a better, we're going to a better place. John chapter 14 verse 1 through 6 says this. Talks about your your, your heart, your heart is your mind, your will, your emotions. It says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Okay, all of this stuff is going on. It says, don't let your hearts be troubled, but you believe in God, also in believe in me. For in my Father's house 
or many mansions or many rooms. If it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. But I'm going away to prepare a place just for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, he said, I'm going to come back and take you with me that you also may be where I am. I don't need a mansion if I'm with Jesus, but he's going to prepare a place for me. And then he says, you know the way to the place where I'm going? Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how do I know the way? And Jesus said, listen, I am the way. I am the way. You know, we wrote some of these new praise and worship songs about the best life now or how can we make it better now. I think um, I'd like to reach back and grab a hold of some of grandma's old songs and grab a hold of a few of them and saying, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through or the old hymn, how sweet heaven must be. Sweet home of the happy and free. What about this one? When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that is going to be. Let's, let's not think it's going to get so much better here, but my hope. Why did they sing those songs? I was thinking about this week. Why did they think, sing those old songs like that, Brother Mark? Because they were songs with hope in them. They were songs that, Brother Dale, that had hope that this world, it's not this world. It's not what I'm going through right now. It's not all these troubles and trials and tribulations. And yes, they bring us down. But I want to grab back some of them old grandmother songs and say, Lord, it's not going to be long that we're going to heaven. Now, I don't know about you, but that is a reason for me to lift my head high. It's not going to be long that my dad that I miss so much your loved ones that's gone home to be with the Lord it's, come on, I can sense it in the spiritual air that something's about to take place. And so we need to Get our heads from being down all the time. To lift them up. Say, we're going to heaven for long. The rapture's about to take place, Sister Rosemary. You're about to see your husband and son. You're about to see your family. Because it's not long, Sister Betty. It's not long. The second reason I say that we need to lift up our head is we're not going to suffer the wrath of God. Now, that's something to shout about right there. We're not going to suffer the wrath of God. There's going to be tribulation. There's going to be bad times. There's going to be horror. But I promise you, the book of Revelations promises us, we will not have to suffer the wrath of God. The Bible says men and women will be crying out to die. It's going to get so bad. When the wrath of God is poured out upon this earth. See, men are going to pray to die. 
and they're not going to be able to die. It's going to be so bad. Romans chapter 1 and verse 18 puts it like this. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all, what's it say? Against all unrighteousness, ungodliness, all unrighteousness of men who hold truth to what? To righteousness. The wrath of God is coming, church. The wrath of God is, is going to be poured out upon this nation. It's going to be poured out upon all ungodliness. But thank God, Romans chapter 5 verse 9 says this, Since we have now been justified by the blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? God made a covenant contract with Jesus that when he went to the cross and shed his blood, God made a covenant contract with Jesus. Listen to that. That when he went to the cross and shed his blood for the sins of mankind, that when you and I give our heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ, that we're not going to have to suffer the wrath of God. Praise God. That contract was made with his son Jesus. And when, when, when all of this breaks loose, we're not going to have to suffer the wrath of God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And this is kind of a long scripture, but I, I want us to read this. Now, brothers and sisters, about the times and dates, we don't need to write, write them to you. You know very well the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. I remember when I was probably these young men's size sitting on the front bench. I woke up one morning and I went to a, I went to a pretty strict Pentecostal holiness church. And they preached about every other service about the rapture. Okay? And... Little Kevin got saved every service. I went to the altar probably more than any little boy went to the altar. You'd find me in my bedroom. I remember Daryl kind of laughing at me one time. I'd get down beside my bed. God, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me of my sins. I mean, they, they kind of scared you. But I woke up one morning, and I, I went in. I woke up early, and my mom wasn't in her bed. And she, I believe, it went down to wash clothes or something downstairs. And I'm telling you, I thought, God have mercy. I have missed the rapture. Now, my brother and sister were still there. That was understandable, okay? But, but my... But my mom was gone, okay? I couldn't find my mom, and I knew she was going to heaven. But he said that he's coming like a thief in the night. He said, you better be, you better be ready. Because he's coming like a thief in the night. People are saying, peace, peace and safety. Then he says, Sudden destruction will cut, come what? It's going to come suddenly as labor pains of a pregnant woman. They will not escape. 
But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness so that this day shall not surprise you. Look at the hour and the day we live in. It shouldn't surprise you if the rapture of the church happens this afternoon because all the signs are about of the coming of the Lord. Like a thief in the night. You all children of the light and children of day, we do not belong to the night or to the darkness. Can you say amen? So then let us not be like the others. Listen. He's talking about the other Christians who have fell asleep and fallen away. Come on, let's let's dig into the word. He's talking about the ones that had once walked with Christ. Once come to church, once raised their hands in worship, once come to the altar, once walked with Christ. He said, don't be like those that have fallen asleep. But be awake and be sober for those who, have, who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith, love as a breastplate, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer, here it is, the wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you may be doing. I wrote these two quotes down. If you are a Christian, for those who know God, this is bad as it gets. It only gets better. If you're not a Christian, for those who don't know what? God. This is good as it gets. It only gets worse. Let's look at, let's just read that. Again, if you are a Christian, for those who know God, this life is as bad as it gets. It only gets it only gets better. If you're not a Christian, listen, listen, if you're sitting under the sound of my voice this morning and you don't know Christ, if you're not a Christian, for those who don't know God, this is as good as this world gets. This is, this is the best it's going to be for you. It only it's only going to get worse. The third thing to lift your head high is we're at the doorstep, I believe, of a great revival. Lift up your head because I, I believe we're at the doorstep of a great revival. Biblically and historically, every time that there has been an increase in wickedness, there has been an increase in a move of God, if you study biblical history. April the 8th, 1966, the, on the cover of Time magazine, was the first cover in the magazine's history to feature only typed on the front of the magazine. The cover with the traditional and red border was all black with the words, is God dead in large red text in 1966? 
there was, if you remember, I don't remember, I wasn't but three years old, but there was so much negativity going on in 1966, if you study. To that point, many groups were hoping through all the wickedness and all the sin and all the groups and things were being said and things were being uh, done, they were hoping what was uh, on Time Magazine was true. People were believing that God is dead. The Cold War was going on. The United States and Russia was kind of fighting back and forth which one would get to the moon because of military issues. Wickedness was abounding to the max. The church was growing cold and indifferent at the same time all of this was going on. The church again started crying out to God for a great move of God. For God to come and visit this nation and around the world. Five years later, Time Magazine printed this on the front cover. The Jesus Revolution. And it put, they, they put in their article, Jesus is alive and well and living in the shining spiritual zeal of the growing number of young Americans. If any of you, anyone Mark clearly identifies them, it is their total belief in an awesome supernatural Jesus Christ. Not just a marvelous man who lived 2,000 years ago, but the living God. I thought you just wrote five years ago, God is dead. What happened? Christians got together and started fasting and started praying and started seeking for revival. And God brought a great move of God. Remember, God wants to bring another revival to the United States of America. Are you going to see everything that's going on from your perspective? Let's get above where God is and let's start seeing it from His perspective. He's about ready to bring a mighty move in our nation, in our churches, and in our life. Stick, get your head up. Stick it high. For God is about to touch our lives again. How many of you ready for a move of God? John chapter 12 and verse 27 says this. Now my soul is troubled. That is my, my emotions, my, my, my will, uh, in my mind, my, my will, and my emotions. And Jesus said, listen to this. What shall I say? Father, save me from this, save me from this hour. Remember Jesus is going to the cross and he said Jesus says what shall I say father save me from this hour of temptation this hour from the cross and listen listen to what he says no it was for this very reason I came was for this hour church I believe we were created for this very hour Church, we were created for this very hour. I'm going to stick my head up and my shoulders back, and I'm going to believe God is going to use this church.
for this very hour. That God's going to bring a revival in a move like we've never seen at this very hour. We're going to go all in. We're going to believe that God's going to heal like we've never seen healing before. We're going to believe that we're going to forgive like we've never forgiven before. We're going to be restored like we've never been restored before. Because I believe truly the best is yet to come. I believe that we might be a small church now, but we can be a small church with a big vision until God makes us a bigger church with a bigger vision. Get your head up because I believe that revival, that we're on the brink of a great move of God. Revival's coming. We're going to have a big vision. We're going to start asking big. We're going to start believing big. We're going, to, we're going to believe that God is going to do beyond anything we could dream or we could think or we could imagine. Get your heads up because we're at the door post of revival. Listen to what I found. Listen to this. Be encouraged. There's been more people come to Christ in the last 40 years than in the last 1,000 years. Wow. Jesus is still saving around the world. People are still getting saved. People are still getting healed. People are still getting delivered. Jesus is still saving souls. We're at the door step of revival. Luke chapter 21, verse 28. It's the last scripture. When these things begin to take place, let's say it together. Stand up. Lift up your heads. Come on, guys, literally stand up, okay? Literally stand up. <laughs> listen, listen. That just kind of hit me when I started reading that scripture, okay? All right, let's read it together. Luke chapter 21 and verse 28 said, When these things begin to take place, what things? Things that are upon the earth. When they begin to take place when these things begin to take place lift up your heads get your heads up because your redemption is drawing nigh wow father we thank you Father, we're uh, we're believing that uh, it's not long that we're uh, going to experience heaven as our home. We got we got a new place. We got a new home, God. Second of all, thank you, Jesus that we're not going to experience the wrath of God. God, thank you that you're about ready to pour your spirit out upon your church. Thank you, God, that we're about to see the these altars full. God, you know, there's some wayward children and grandchildren that people has in this church right now. They're, they're 
they're kind of worried about their grandkids. They're not living for God. They're worried about their, their children, where they're at with God. But God, we're believing right now that you're about to bring them home. You're going to answer. You're going to answer uh, that mama's prayer. Hallelujah. That dad that, that's been praying for years of, for his grandkids and for his, his kids, you're about to answer that prayer. Some, pre, some people have been praying. You've been praying a long time for your family. Uh, the pastor wants to tell you, God's not going to deny you. Because the Spirit is going to start moving like we've never seen it move before. Revival's about to hit. And I just want to encourage you to start picturing in your mind. Start picturing your grandkids walking to the altar. You, you just, in your mind, you start picturing your children walking to the altar and giving them life to Christ. C come on, guys. Get, get, let's get our heads up. We serve a big God. We serve a God that's bringing our kids and our grandkids home, okay? Let's not get our heads down. I, I come to, 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 to kind of be a coach this morning. To coach, you, uh, to coach you along. To tell you, to get your head up. Because the rapture of church is getting ready to take place. But I believe a move of God is coming beforehand. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. 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 How many of you believe with, with me that, that you're going to leave here this morning and you're going to join with me with believing that God's going to save your loved ones? Okay. If you didn't hear anything else this morning, I want you to leave believing that God is going to save your loved ones, okay? I want you to agree with me that, that a revival's coming. You know, sometimes it's the last words that someone speaks that we remember. I was uh, pulled up in the driveway of my uh, basketball coach when I was seven years, when I was in the seventh grade. Actually, he become actually... Later was uh, Sister Donna's basketball coach in high school. And I talked to him, and just before I got ready to pull away, he always drilled in us, stay with your man on court. Stay with your man. I got ready to pull away the other day from him, and Sister Donna, he looked at me before I pulled away, and he said, Kevin, stay with your man. Stay with Jesus. No matter... What happens? Stay with Jesus, Pastor Steve. No matter what's going on, Brother Jerry, stay with Jesus. Because we're about to get out of here. But I'm so happy about what God's going to do. His grace, and it's His grace and mercy that's going to bring revival and a move of God before we leave here. Amen. Let's sing one more course of this, and then I'm going to close in prayer.